There are many people in and across the university who are doing excellent work. In our Changemaker podcast series, we shine a light on some of our staff and partners and discover remarkable projects that are shaping society. In this episode, we meet Anna Miguel Lazaro and Rania Ragayeg. Anna is Health and Wellbeing Strategy Manager at UE Bristol and set up the University Speak Up campaign a few years ago. The campaign is to ensure the university welcomes everyone and is a place where sexual violence, harassment and other discrimination is not tolerated. Rania is president of the Students' Union at UE Bristol and is studying an integrated master's in aerospace engineering with a passion for equality, diversity and inclusivity. In 2020, Rania set up the Speak Up Society for Students. Quite often, as a female engineer, I was seen in a sexual way, to put it bluntly. And that's where a lot of the sexual harassment that I've experienced have come from in those settings. I've experienced it at university level, I've experienced it outside of university on the street, but that was quite shocking to see someone, like I'm literally there just studying, building my own life, building my own career. And then one of my classmates looks at me and says, oh, you are more than just a pretty face, aren't you? You are actually smart. He thinks that I am not as competent, not as smart, just because of my gender. One thing that that I have experienced is being really scared to go out at night. It, it happened also to me when I was living in Madrid. I live in a, in a, my parents live in a flat, in a building. So when I was going home, a man followed me and to take the leave, he opened the door and he tried to touch me, but he left running. So it was really a scary situation for me. And with, with those type of examples, then you get really scared when you out, when you come back at night. And uh, I don't know, if there is a man close to you, it could be not following you, but you are scared and I take the keys or t- pretend to talk to my friends. And I know many of us, we do it. There is this example that one university did. They divided the class, they took the men in one room and the women in, in a different room. And they, they say to the women, okay, what, does, what are the, the precautions that you take when you go in a night out, what do you do when you go in a night out and you come back home? And then to the men, they ask them, what precaution that you take if you're in a war zone? What will, will be the things that you consider when you go out? And they brought them together in a, into a room. They, they didn't know what the example they had, but they were talking a really similar uh, example of how they will take care of themselves. Like, say to someone, where are you going? Making sure that you have your keys ready when you enter into the house, uh, being really careful in the street. Like if, if you see like something, someone is following you or, or, or say something to you, like try not to interact with them and try to, to feel protected. Be with more people, <laughs> try not to go on your own. So yeah, that's one of the examples that, that as a precaution we take when <laughs> we out at night. I met Anna a couple of years ago when I was thinking about starting up the Speak Up Society. She's actually one of the, one of the people that helped me put it together. So I was in my third year studying aerospace engineering. The Speak Up programme sits within the university. The Speak Up Society is a society that sits within the Students' Union and it's led by students. However, it had support from Anna and other members in the UDI Society as well. The idea of starting the society and having a group of people that had similar beliefs and wanting to encourage others as well to speak up came about. To me personally, it came from, like, I've experienced like racial harassment. I come from a diverse background. 
I'm originally from Africa to be exact in Tunisia and I've moved to the UK when I was 20 years old and before coming in here I've lived in other countries as well and have experienced certain levels of racial harassment or even violence from men mainly and it has affected me quite a lot. All of those experiences coming together but also coming into the UK I didn't realise I was so different until it was pointed out to me. I remember coming in and someone calling me for the first time as a BAME student. I know we no longer use this acronym, um, BAME stands for Black Asian Minority Ethnic, and someone immediately put me in that box because I was different to them. I came from a different background and it never really crossed my mind until that person decided to frame me that way. I'm very proud of who I am and my identity. Living here throughout my time here at university and even like at my job here in the Chinese Union, I've come across different people, different students and staff members who've had similar experiences like me. Um, That's one of the main reasons why I started the Speak Up Society. So part of it was about raising awareness, but the bigger part of it is really about taking action, speaking up for ourselves and speaking for others who were not able to speak up for themselves yet and teaching them how to do that as well. What you say I think is really interesting and I think I can identify with some of the experience that you had. I live in different countries, uh, not only the, the UK, and when I came here like a, as an immigrant, I started to, to realise things like, I don't know, or not getting that they have two surnames, and also like for my accents, I, I got a Spanish accent when I speak English, and, and I've been sometimes considered that I don't understand things, I don't have the level enough, that maybe I'm not going to do well my work, and you feel that. Then I think you get used to it and you normalize it. And I think like being a woman and with sexual violence, it happened the same, and it happened the same to our students now, that you think, or talking to students, really like groping is a, what you expect when you go out, or being scared at night when you come back. For being a woman is what you experience. I don't know what you feel with the students. I tend to hear that a lot. It shouldn't be something that is normalised. Mm. It is completely wrong. And it's scary to see people that are normalising things like that. Mm. I mean, I've experienced it myself when I was on the street. There, there were a few times where I'm like walking down in the night and a van decides to slow down and stop near me and start beeping at me. And the guy who's driving, it's like, oh, hi, do you want to go on? I'm like, no, leave me alone. I like to go for runs as well. I either run like early in the morning or like late in the evening. And that tends to happen when I go on runs. Like people would just cat call me or like slow down their van. And I hear it from friends as well. It's not uncommon at all, unfortunately. But it's not something that should be tolerated. We shouldn't be feeling scared to go out in the evening by ourselves. And that applies to all genders, but particularly women. I think cat calling or roping is something that we have experienced most of us. Sexual violence is, you can find sexual violence in all societies uh, across the, the world, in all communities. And the point is, like, it's like really under, underreported. So we don't know, we can tell statistics, but we don't know the scale of it. So that, that was one of the reasons of like, we need to do something about this. You and all the other universities need to have a reporting system, a place of support of like, uh, uh, provide help for for victims, and, and I think it's not only sexual violence, but other type of discrimination and harassment that shouldn't be allowed in a student community. I think like in my time here, I uh, one of the key changes that I have seen is was um, when I joined, uh, we started to see, okay, if a student wants to report, what, what do they need to do? 
and it was so complicated for lecturers, for staff and for students. So in one of the projects we worked to create a, a reporting and supporting system and this is how Report and Support Ayui was born. Um, so working with partners across the city, with the students, with the staff, we developed this website that is, is available to everyone where students can report incidents and can get information about the support. And you have everything there. <laughs> All of the information of like what is bullying, harassment, sexual violence, and you can report anonymously or with uh, your contact details. And then we are going to do something about it. And I think that system, it has, it has changed because it, it, it has made it easier to do it. I remember when you joined one conference that we did together. It was the Festival of Learning. Festival of yeah. Learning, yeah. And that was really nice because it was a type of conversation also mm -hmm. and type of talking about our experiences and what was speak up for us. So that was targeted at staff, yeah. yeah. And we spoke about how to be an active bystander as well and how to intervene in situations like that, but how to do it safely. Yeah. So you are being proactive, you are speaking up for that person that can't really speak up for themselves, but how to do it in a way that you would protect yourself as and well. And I think this is one of the golden rule of intervening. It's like yeah. safety is always first, because if you are seeing a um, black woman being attacked and you are also for that background, uh, maybe you are more vulnerable to to be able to intervene in that situation. So working with the students, I, I just remember this, some of them, they were thinking like being an active bystander was just physically intervene. So when we, when we were saying to them, actually, no, uh, you need to put your safety first. And sometimes it's calling someone else, he's doing other things. They were a little bit relieved <laughs> and be like, okay, so I can do that. I can intervene in a safe way. And I think this is what we are looking for. Yeah, absolutely, because it might be that you don't intervene physically, but you go and, like, to the person, the victim, who's there being harassed and check on them and see how they're doing and offer them support. So that's another kind of intervene, really. Distracting others around you, as you were saying earlier, getting someone else who might be in a better position than you to intervene or is more trained or has... The physical ability to intervene because you never really know who you're going to find yourself against. We decided to do an intervention for the sport clubs at UWE and we were uh, delivering training. It was around sexual violence in this case and I think yeah it was really interesting to see like how the team members they were, they were having more conversation they were like more likely to come more of the came because the captains and the coaches say guys this is really important you should join. It was also interesting to see like how the conversation was changing. In one instance, we were uh, talking about uh, going the night out and some of the women were saying, for us, it's just the normal thing to be groped. It's what you expected in a night out, right? Yeah, and, and then others were saying but that it shouldn't be. So it was a really big debate uh, around uh, a night out and groping and this is what you should expect. But when it was the male team, I remember it was more silent into the room <laughs> in this case. Also the training sometimes is hard hitting. So we have like some videos and, and we, we put like the trigger message always. I think we had more conversation in the mixed rooms. That is interesting. I don't know your experience running up from the sport clubs that you are part of. I haven't done the training myself, but what this has reminded me of is that you can definitely see some changes. If you go back to the start of the academic year last year, when we've seen a huge rise in spiking, not just in Bristol, but in other places as well across the country. 
and I remember the sports clubs coming up coming together so usually the Wednesday even is the sports nights out so they do go out together and we know when you go out quite a lot of the time sexual harassment tends to happen and this is it was correlating with the rise of the spiking as well and I remember the sports clubs especially the men's sports clubs were coming together and supporting all the women's sports clubs and the other mixed sports clubs as well make ensuring that they're safe so they've run a girls night in um, it was the whole movement across Bristol, across the country as well. But the sports clubs came together. They run a girls' night in. They all stayed in. They did a movie night. They had lots of food. But those girls that wanted to go out, particularly the men coming from different sports clubs, made sure that they were that they were safe at night coming back home. So they did offer to walk them around. They did offer to speak to them, come and give them lifts if they drove cars. So you can definitely see the effect of this training and how that has helped change the culture within those those sports clubs. Not only that they were thinking about it more, they were speaking about it more, but now they're actually taking action and helping those girls that decide to go out to feel safe at night. I'm seeing a culture change. I play kickboxing here at UWI and I currently play rugby now. And mm-hmm. as you were saying, those kind of incidents do happen quite a lot, and particularly in a sport like rugby and kickboxing. And it is quite important to train those leaders because those student leaders like captains or even like the committee of the sports clubs and the societies there is there is a huge importance in leading by example people see as a role model and they will start talking about challenging topics like this and things that we need to sit down and have an open and honest conversation about it students tend to listen from each other quite often more than from someone who's older than them like a staff member and stuff like that they are more open to accept the the level of advice that they might get from a from a student like them, from someone who probably comes from a similar background, similar age, uh, similar environment. So more receptive to this. I'm definitely seeing that culture change, and I hope more happens in the next couple of years. <laughs>